Welcome everybody to the Motive Podcast. My name is Shaden Bertinoli. I'm a licensed therapist specializing in anxiety, addiction, and relationships. And you know what? Motive is an awesome therapy practice where you can get help uh, from amazing clinicians and have an amazing experience doing so from the moment you start to the moment you finish. So go to the website, get a session going, contact our assistant, she'll set you up, or just enjoy the podcast, but know that you could take the step and take that leap soon if you want to, and we'll be here. So I hope you're having a good day, and uh, and as I said in the in the last podcast too, if you know I've been thinking about it more, just know you're enough, right? Just know you are enough, and you are lovable where you're at. So the question I have today is one that I don't know where it will go, but I know I need to ask it. And this question is, and this is where buckle your seatbelt. Where, no, when, when was it in your life that you traded in love and swapped it in, swapped it out for approval. So the question again is at what point in your life, you know, was love just what you were after? Was love what you wanted and love was what you showed and expressed? And at what point did you start trading that in for approval? So I want you to sit with that for a second or longer because you might need to wrap your mind around even the philosophical or even doctrinal in my belief, honestly, just concept of that. Do you even know that for most of you, love has been something that's been terrifying? or that's at least been pretty scary, or that's been kind of hard, and that what felt like love and something you've been pursuing is actually been approval. So I don't know when it was for me. I think, I think I've had different stages in my life when I've gone back and forth. I think when I was a kid, I was a very sensitive and loving and like tender kid. And I do think I began to shut that down for many reasons. Um, whether it's the culture of of masculinity for in sports for me that did it a lot, I'm sure, and just school and, and that environment there and athletics. But um but personal shame, personal rejection, uh, loneliness as well, that just kind of said, you know what, Shaden, like it's time to, it's, it's time to do the safe thing and start just seeking, to seek people's approval. And so I got really good at it. And many of you have gotten good at it too. And I got good at it through sports. I got good at it through grades. I got good at it through friendships and always having people around me. And then as I got older, it, be- it became even bigger accomplishments. And, and in the financial world, if you will, of business, it's, it can come in through that way. It can come in through many, many ways that 
that feels like when, so when people compliment you and say good job and 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 yada 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 it feels like love but guess what it isn't all that is is validation of an of a behavior of a job job I should say I could say well done but maybe it isn't a job done of the execution of a skill. That's what that is. And the emptiness of a lack of true security of who I was and who I am and who you are felt filled up. And then it runs out. That's why I need to come to therapy, by the way. Because we all do it. We we have this we have this time. It, sometimes for you that are thinking about this, you you might be thinking, "Yeah, I know exactly when. I know when. I know this happened, and it scared me so much in such a hard way that that I started to realize that this world." And I started to believe the world isn't safe. People aren't, that people aren't safe. And so I stopped connecting. I stopped like being authentically me and started doing those things that would keep me safe. So you became safe and lonely rather than vulnerable and loved. And then the expression of that love, the expression of true love, of true vulnerable love, men in many ways, started to go away slowly, sometimes rapidly, but for most people it's slow. It's a slow decay of, of forgetting and, and, and becoming even more anxious about, the, the phrase I use a lot is letting go and showing love to somebody else that is quite unconditional, that's just raw and true that love being being shown by the opening up of of who you truly are on the inside of what of what really is going on for you you know the other day and if you're listening to this and you you need it well you obviously are listening to this but i'm going to tell you what i meant by that um so i i tore out a bunch of cement in my front yard and uh just and, and we had to cut out we had to cut out our some some of it and so i had to get rid of it so i was, was going to put it in the back of my truck and take it away and get it and dump it and and i thought i wouldn't mind putting it on a big big piece of cardboard so that i could pull the cardboard out when i go to the dump and it'd just be a lot easier wouldn't scratch my truck and stuff like that so i go in and i tell i asked shelly i said hey shell do you know where you know do you know where the some card you know do we have any big pieces of cardboard laying around and she said yeah we we do we have some in the cargo trailer and I thought, oh yeah, that's right. We because we just got new furniture in my office, and we had some cardboard from that that was in the in the trailer. And so I knew my trailer was parked on the side of my house. Uh, we just used it for my for my office, like I said. And so I go outside and and I walk to the to the edge of the to my yard. I'm on I'm on a corner lot, and that's where it was parked. And uh, keyword on was, and I looked over there, and sure enough, my trailer was gone. 
And I, you know, you had one of those moments where when you feel your back pocket and realize your wallet's gone, one of those moments times a lot more. And I realized like my big black cargo trailer is gone. And I realized the only way it's gone is it's stolen. And sure enough, I walked over to the road where it was and there was the lock cut off. And I went over to my neighbor's house who had cameras and sure enough, like um, the people that did it, they knew what they were doing. They shined the lights on the house and kind of blinded their cameras and grabbed my trailer and took off the night before in the morning and early in the morning. And and I'm really, I'm sharing the story to, to say, to, to make this point, which is most of the time I would have just been really angry and I would have had like thoughts of like, I want to like find these people and I want to punch them. I want to beat them. Like I want to sh- teach them a lesson. And then what I would have done is I would have turned to shame and I would have said, Shaden, you idiot. You know, why didn't you, you should have locked it more. Like you should have known that. Like this is, this is, this is why you, you know, you're just dumb this way. You're naive. Like this is your fault. And I would have done that because that's how I used to live. And that, that type of living of just anger towards the other person and, and having enmity and having like animosity with them and then having turning it back on me is what that motive we are all trying to change, which is from the, from the foundational standpoint of I am what I do. My worth is what I do. And so because I did something stupid, and I didn't lock it the way that it should have been locked. That makes me stupid and dumb and not as, and not as worthwhile. And most of you listening do that every day. You're just not super aware of it. But the effects of it, of, of not loving yourself much, is what stays. But some of you aren't even aware of, of yourself thinking that, which is why therapy is so needed. And help and getting education. But this time, in this moment, I actually felt sad and I can even feel it now. I just felt sad. And I've been doing a lot of work on me and trying to let the real Shaden come out and that's the real me and it's the real you because the truth of this situation is it's just sad and was I frustrated yeah was I angry from a standpoint of wanting to hurt them no but I was mostly predominantly sad why because someone that I care about or that would have cared about if they knocked on my door and would have said, Hey, we need this. Can I use it? I probably would have said yes. They took it. And I watched my son when he real when we said the trailer's gone, which is a beautiful thing. My, my Kobe, he, he said, Hey dad. I said, yeah. And he said, can I go in the house and say a prayer for them? 
and that. That's what being a man is. To take a situation and not let it determine your character, but let character determine how you're going to view the situation. And our situations are turning our character all the time. He was sad. And even and today I still am. It's gone. That, that trailer was the trailer Shelly and I bought when we moved back from Georgia to Utah with our two boys. We just adopted them. And a U-Haul trailer was $300 less than buying a brand new cargo trailer. So I just decided to buy a trailer. And we bought it and pulled all our stuff back in it. And so it has some sentimental value that way. But a lot of people used it as well to help them to help themselves move. But again, the, the, what I, where I'm getting to, I'm not trying to derail. I didn't used to, and you struggle too, I'm sure, in many ways, to just let it, to let the true emotion exist. The vulnerable one, the one that hurts, the one that does indu- induce pain. It's called vulnerability. It's called being wounded. But in our in our life where we in our lifetimes when we don't allow ourselves to be vulnerable anymore because we're so focused on approval we start to shut down any emotion that might create discomfort or take us out of a of, of a place of security so we change sorry if you can hear the car alarm it might be on for the rest of the the episode oh there we go If you didn't hear it, there was a car alarm going off in the parking lot. Sorry. Do you hear what I'm saying, though? Can you can you can you hear it? And in other words, the the sought after this this approval, this safe this safe entity of approval, is what our whole world right now is filled with. And we think the more approval we get, the more loved we might be. And it's such an outside-in approach to trying to be loved. Because trying to be loved is scary. Trying to be loved is, it's, it's again, it's vulnerable. But at, for, for many of us, many of you, that got turned down a long time ago. And for any men listening to this, if you don't relate, I'd love to hear why. Because this is such a man this is a, this is such a route that men go through and women too that's for sure but but you men listening it happens to where you're you're prompted you're stopped to by the world and by by loved ones even to stop being a pansy stop being a sissy stop don't don't do that and don't get me wrong there is a time to be stoic there's a time to fight. There's a there's a time to be absolutely non-emotional and tough. Absolutely no no doubt about it. But it definitely is not all all the time. And it's definitely not daily. I promise. 
but unfortunately for many, the emotions that are not as, that aren't vulnerable are sarcasm and anger and light-minded happiness, which which goes away pretty quickly. Those three emotions or states is what most people that are constantly seeking for approval seek out. And it's how they are in many cases. It's how they, it's just where they function from. And in that pain, it's kind of a side note, but in that, in that pain, in that seek that exhausting um, treadmill of approval is where people then become addicted. Not only, not only are they addicted to approval, but they're addicted to something that, that eases the pain of always trying to seek approval. Think about it. It's exhausting. It's exhausting to continually have the world as your audience and that every day of your life is to seek some type of praise and approval from it so that you can actually feel good about yourself. When you're in that focus, it's nearly impossible to be able to focus on charity, to focus on others, to even focus on Christ. And so then many people say like, well, there, I just don't feel his love and I don't, I don't feel his, his grace. And I don't think, you know, I don't know if he's really there and I don't think people really care about me. And in a, in a lot of ways you could say, well, yeah, your experience right now would make sense that way because how can you, how could you feel him at the same time that you're, that you're only focused on you and it's and so in in that backwards place of like well i want to feel god's love are you willing to stop seeking approval from others in other words are you willing to stop making others your god and let god be your god and allow him to say i approve of you because the instinct for approval is never going away but the instinct for love isn't either and it's de- and it's deeper but so the focus of where those go and of and, and upon whom they're 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 given like who are they focused on is everything and focusing approval on Christ do you think you'll feel love then if you if you doubt it i promise you will if you'll go seek it and if you change, if you'll change in that way, if you'll modify your behavior that way to seek his approval, you'll find more peace and happiness than ever before. But it's in that chaos where you lose a sense of direction. And so then we continue to seek other bad ways of trying to find, find direction. And the key is to stop and repent, if you will, which means turn around and turn back to an original place. And I'm here to tell you that that original place is and always will be love and connection. Love being, I can be and show up way more authentic and real with myself to somebody else than I have before. And then you can watch to see which relationships honor that and connect to it and which don't. And I would tell you that the ones who repeatedly don't might not be great relationships in your life right now. And if they're not committed relationships, they might be relationships you give up on. But if they are committed relationships, you can't handle your vulnerability, then you need to, you need some help. I promise.
that relationship needs some help and it's worth every every dime you have to get that right because so i know how i know what you're saying right now i can like literally feel your thoughts in my head of like yeah but the people i'm around are not safe for me to be vulnerable with so my question to you then is what did you do to hurt that safety it's really easy to see what they did to break the safety but what have you done and when was the last time you truly truly owned it to that person where you truly owned to the t to the to the every vowel of what you have done to injure that relationship and take away the overall emotional safety of it that my friends will change your relationship and it will invite that person to do the same it might not be immediate but in that accountability guess what will happen you will learn how you've hurt them and in that learning the greatest empathy and understanding and new eyes will occur for that person than ever before you you know relationships are so hard because we see them the same way every day it's so hard to reset how we view the people around us and then therefore how would i how would i turn, try to love that person and show love for that person if i continue to view them in this defeated way and so then we wait for them to change to see if we can change how we view them so that we can then be safer so we're waiting for them to turn safe so that we can do the things that would be vulnerable and i'm telling you right now that's again the outside in approach the inside out approach is you've got to be vulnerable enough to try to invite them to be safe and in doing so as and, and i'm telling you the one of the first steps in that is to be as vulnerable as you can in your own accountability for how you've hurt them that's vulnerable that's that's and that's love just so you know It's one of the greatest gifts of love you can actually give someone is your own accountability for how you've treated them. Because do you think they're terrified to, to say it to you? Do you think they're sick and tired of saying it to you? Are they sick and tired of how much that's hurt the relationship in trying to tell that to you? So as you do, as you decide and figure out what you've done to hurt them and you speak it i promise that more love will happen between you and you will feel love for them but you'll also respect yourself because you know what a respectful thing to do is a self-respected thing to do is personal accountability it's called not being a victim it's called having hope it's called knowing how to change your life and we can only have as much hope as we are accountable and we can only change our life as much as we're accountable as well. So I hope that this will get you thinking about the need and absolute reason that you, that you must continue to carry to, to seek love, to create love in your life and to undo the pattern that happened whenever it did 
of when you began to seek approval rather than love and how and, and how powerful that's happened to you in your life. And we're here to help you do that. And it's worth it. In any of the in any of the ways that we produce that we provide here at Motive, you can help it at that you can help it whether it's the online course, group therapy or therapy, it can help. And it's not just about your relationships, it's so much about you. And you'll you will be so grateful you did that you figured this out because if if life is about love then that means and then if purpose if if our deathbed if our deathbed expressions are about love then we can't waste time and if that concept is if, if the concept of this is even scaring you that's that's a good indicator of how far away you are and how much you need to figure this out i promise You're loved. You're awesome. Thanks for listening. Share the podcast. Leave me a review, please. Leave us a review. And uh, contact us through through our website, motiveacademy.com. Send us a text at 435-315-2520. And uh, we'll, get you, we'll get you the help you need. Have a great day, everyone.